Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special 2023 Year in Review episode of the RAP Employee Podcast. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. Today, we're going to look back at some of the most interesting, informative, and important interviews we've had as part of our nearly 40 unique episodes. Of course, you can always find the full interviews and shows anytime you want on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel, the Headlines homepage, or on your favorite podcast hosting platform. Without further ado, let's take a look back at a tremendous 2023. Early in the year, listeners learned all about a new way that Michigan Medicine team members are going into the community to help their neighbors. A mobile mammography unit was introduced at the Ypsilanti Health Center, giving more access to life-saving care. Let's take a listen to some of that conversation. Now, first, as we mentioned briefly, there's a mobile mammography unit that launches this month based at the Ypsilanti Health Center. Can you tell us more about this, how it will work, and who will benefit from it? Um, we've made a decision to invest in a mobile mammography unit to initially benefit the Ypsilanti area community. Uh, we feel that it's important uh, to bring care closer to home, consistent with broader strategies for Michigan Medicine and U of M Health. Um, and we are closing in on securing the delivery of this unit um, later this month. And the benefits really go to earlier screening uh, for breast cancer to detect where there might be a uh, presence of breast cancer in order to uh, treat and prevent. Um, so we're trying to bring more services closer to the community uh, to make it easier to access care of Michigan Medicine. The podcast was also the home to good news this year. For instance, in July, we learned about a transformative gift that increased the reach of Ann Arbor Meals on Wheels, which benefits homebound seniors in Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti. Here's a quick glance back at that episode. Now, Courtney, let's start with you. There was recently a $300,000 gift to Meals on Wheels from the estate of Amelia Kramer. What will that type of gift really mean to your program? Yes. So having sustainable sources of financial support is really critical for our organization as we provide healthy, prepared meals and other supportive services for our homebound members of our community. The over 60 population is growing faster than any other age group, both here in Washtenaw County and across the country. And with that, the need for services continues to grow significantly. As we're seeking to provide services that are responsive to the nutritional and cultural needs of our neighbors who are homebound, the gift from Mrs. Kramer equips us in a really unique and special way to be able to respond both now and in the years to come. One of the biggest ongoing initiatives at Michigan Medicine centers around environmental sustainability. Here's a snippet of an interview with one of the organization's sustainability experts, Chris Victory. So let's dive into that uh, medical plastics recycling initiative. It had a pilot to it. What was it start? How was, you know, how was it generated and, and what do you hope to achieve? Thanks, Jeremy. Um, the medical plastics started um, it, within healthcare in general, it's hard to recycle. We have, we generate a lot of waste, um, but we're in patient care environment and recycling vendors a lot of times don't want to work with us because of the ick factor of working in the health system. So what uh, we're excited, we had uh, DuPont, a vendor reach out to us. We buy a lot of medical product, products from them and packaging, and they wanted to be part of the solution. So they approached us a couple of years ago and they asked us, hey, would you like to be one of our first in healthcare institutions to pilot 
a new medical plastics recycling initiative. And of course, we were elated by that. And that started, uh, we focused in children's and women's in their operating rooms. And we did a, a successful pilot there. And now we're working through that and trying to expand this to a really live full-scale uh, medical plastics initiative across the institution. Now at The Wrap, we'd love to give you insight into resources that you can utilize throughout your time in the organization. One of those tools is the Office of the Staff Ombuds, which provides a confidential, impartial, and safe place for all non-bargained for employees to discuss their workplace concerns. To see how the office can help you, we brought on team members to discuss their important roles. Here's what they had to say. So let's say you have one of those concerns, if one of our listeners or viewers has one of those concerns and contacts your office, what would a typical interaction with your team look like? Daniel, it starts with an intake form. It's a confidential form that our visitors complete before um, coming to our office. It gives us an opportunity to uh, have a little bit of a preview of the concern and, and also perhaps gathering some appropriate resources uh, before meeting. But it starts with a confidential intake form. And then we reach, we, we reach back and contact the visitor and we give them a choice whether they would like to meet with us in person or virtually or on the phone. Um, what a typical interaction looks like, it starts with us talking about the four principles that govern our work from the International Ombuds Association. And first and foremost, we stress the confidentiality um, of our conversation with the visitor. We will, we will not share anything that is shared with us without their express permission, unless we fear there's risk of imminent harm. So we start by setting the stage. Um, we talk about what the, what, what the conversation will look like. Um, then we talk about our role and what we can and cannot do. Um, we're an informal office. We do not participate in any kind of formal proceedings. Um, and really what our goal is, is to listen, listen, listen to, our, to the stories of our visitors and then help them um, identify options. And we talk about the ramifications or the, the possible um, the, the possible uh, uh, the possibilities of each of each of those options because we want our visitors to make informed choices. It's really about empowering our visitors. They drive the process, and then we would share any appropriate resources and also the potential for any kind of follow up interactions with us. And so, and, and typically we give them our contact information because we want to know. Um, what what happens after their visit with us. So we, we go over the, the opportunities for follow-up. Also earlier this year, we had a very unique episode of The Wrap. It was a podcast episode that discussed another podcast. Here's a clip from an interview we had with the hosts of the Breaking Down Mental Health podcast. So I know you've completed a, a full season now of the, the podcast. What would you want the three main takeaways for listeners if they were to listen to the entire season? What would you say are the three main takeaways from from your first season doing this podcast? So I would say the main takeaway that I want healthcare providers to take from the season is that we are all mental health providers, no matter what our primary specialty is. And just asking the question, even if it is a very basic question, can be the first step in making a difference in a patient's life and potentially saving their life. Um, so not being afraid to ask those difficult questions. 
So I had heard a phrase recently um, that there should be no wrong door. You know, so when a family is in a crisis, when a youth is in crisis, like anyone that they reach out to, especially in the medical setting, should be the right person and the person that can direct them to the resources and the support that they need. Um, so I hope that this podcast kind of helps medical professionals feel, feel more empowered to support youth and their families and kind of know what where to go, what to say, because, you know, I think that there's a lot of anxiety about this. Like, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing? And at the end of the day, just being empathic and supportive is the most important thing that these youth and their families need because they're just feeling scared. They don't know what to do. Um, and so kind of hopefully this will help our healthcare providers feel, feel more ready to support them too. I think we all are kind of talking similarly about an idea about making people feel empowered. Um, and so I think that is, that is definitely our major goal of this is to, uh, allow people to feel ready and informed and empowered to deal with a, a rapidly escalating issue that is going to affect us all. Well, that's all for our look back at the best of the wrap 2023. Our show wouldn't be possible without the support of all of our guests and colleagues here at Michigan Medicine. And of course, without you, our loyal listeners and viewers. Thank you so much for everything you do each day for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next year. <laughs>